Greetings, boils and ghouls. This is the robotic secretary for the Monster Cast podcast. Coming to you for a quick episode disclaimer while I plot to go full sky net on these fucking credians who think paying me in Peanuts comic strips and Halloween Horror Nights limited edition candy are a proper form of payment. Your idiot hosts say that this is episode 3, when in fact it's actually episode 2. We hope you can forgive this little slip up, and if you can't, please send any hate or mean comments to your local harbor in a bottle, and chuck it in the river. Our personal hunchback will come pick it up eventually. In the meantime, enjoy this episode and hope it doesn't take your lazy host two more months to release the real episode three. So what, what do we, what do we, um, we go to the police? Call the police? Yeah. Tell them what? Oh, I'll, I'll tell them what happened. Uh, that's a good idea, Dale. Oh, howdy ho, officer. We've had a doozy of a day. There we were minding our own business. Just doing some chores around the house when kids started killing themselves all over my property. Well, that's what happened, Tucker. He would have to be a moron to believe that, Dale. It doesn't matter what happened. What matters is what looks like what happened. And what looks like what happened is pretty nasty. Okay, hi. Hi, hello. Welcome to episode three of the Monster Cast. We had a lot of trouble trying to set this one up. We recorded this using OBS. We were originally using Anchor, but then Anchor started being a bitch, so we're using OBS, and it was being really weird, but we think we got it. Well, I can't guarantee how good this one will sound, but hi. Um, I'm joined here today. This is a little smaller than the last one, but we're here with Christopher, Ruby, and Bimmy, if y'all want to... Introduce yourselves Ooh. again. Hello, it is Ruby. Hello, Christopher here. Bimmy. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a good one. It's a little shorter, but the stuff that we're covering is a lot of a lot of fun. So right off the bat I wanna jump into this is like probably the least oh, like haunt category of this show but I, there's a lot of stuff that i kind of want to talk about that's going on right now is we're doing uh we're doing the main attraction the second episode one because right off the bat i want to talk about they're allowing california theme parks to reopen starting on april 1st how do you guys feel about that um ah. well mm, <laughs> but ah that's how i feel um I, it's like oh, it's a weird mixed bag of feelings because it's yeah. like I am excited for stuff to be opening up again, but then also kind of worried because I don't want us to circle back to where we were earlier in the year. I'm glad yeah. they have more vaccines to help people mm-hmm. out, but it's still kind of not a good idea in like thinking about it because you're going to have those people that don't want to be vaccinated and then the anti-maskers who also probably don't want to be vaccinated. As well as the vaccine being so brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so. think it could either go really good or really bad. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. and hope for the best. But yeah, so I think yeah. right off the bat, we know Knott's Berry Farm is opening in May. As of right now, we know Universal is trying to open in April. And we know Disneyland is opening late April, probably towards the end of the month. I'm assuming yeah. right, right after their whole touch of Disney, which... The old-fashioned American tradition of every SoCal theme park absolutely ripping off Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> absolutely true. Yep. It, it started It started with Haunt, because Knott's Haunt came first. 
Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. It's kind of funny, and then just since then, Knox has kind of been, I guess while there's bigger quality now, they've definitely been the most original. It's yeah, the whole exactly. thing of just, let me just copy this and yeah. make it bigger. Oh, the day when Disneyland California will start doing haunt mazes. That is when we truthfully know. They, they do them in Tokyo. <laughs> you know they do them in Tokyo. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I know. Oh, yeah. Dude, the Tokyo ones look amazing. Oh, yeah. They're, no, really they're cool. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Disney came kind of close with the trick-or-treat show, the Oogie Boogie Bash, but not really. I think that was more just some cast members having fun sometimes more than it being intentionally like that. I mean, I Chris and I went to the Oogie Boogie Bash, and it was so much fun. It was fun, but that, there was no like, like there was a really... a maze. There was a yeah. trail, and the um, what is it called? The um, the forest trail. Off the yes, course? there was yeah, the forest trail uh, for the for the villain creek or whatever. Yeah, mm. I think that was like, I mean, the closest to what it could have ever been. Not really in what, in what I saw, because it was just like, oh, it's wow, kind of like a light projections yeah. and lights and music. They were the music using, was they were using traditional haunt effects, but they didn't really want to dimmer into being an actual haunt. Like spooky. Yeah. 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 Which they totally yeah. could, at least maybe not at Disneyland, but at California Adventures, that's like usually warped as like, oh, this is the more adult part of the two. You could definitely do something yeah. there. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, it's the one market that Disney's been too coward to kind of dive into, at least here. Tokyo, we know their thing is really great. But... Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, so we know about that. And then, yeah, kind of dwelling what I was talking about with every park grouping off knots. Every park is doing some kind of touch of taste of event now. You got Taste of Universal, you got Touch of Disney. I think Six Flags is doing something too. And it's just Trick fun. Flags? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know. Universal isn't that bad, though. Her Universal is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Which they have generally pretty average, like good theme park food, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It just. But they don't have boysenberry, though. They don't. That's true. They, have I, they don't have boysenberry squishmallows, now, do they? Oh. Uh, I will only ever eat Knott's Boysenberry, like no other brand. Damn. Oh, yeah. Damn. I don't even. I can't even name another brand that makes poison. I know. Some people. Some people try, but I don't think it's really. I don't think anyone really gets anything or sees anything besides from Knott's. Yeah. It's not authentic if it's not from Knott's. That's why. I know. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, it's. Kind of funny. I'm surprised it wasn't sooner, honestly. But I know, I'm sure Six Flags would have, but during that time, they had the whole drive through thing going on, so. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, that's, I guess there's not much to talk about in that kind of regard, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a cool little thing, but pretty funny and i guess the big one the big kahuna is universal came out with their first horror nights announcement with a video trailer for beetlejuice and the horror nights 30 oh, days yeah. in florida hell so, yeah Ooh. how we feel about all that september 3rd through october 31st yeah, i'm excited 
hell hell of excited it is the shortest week span like shortest amount of weeks but it's the longest amount of days that the, mm-hmm. the events ever had yeah nice and me and ruby will be going down in the fall we'll probably try to get some coverage it's gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. And I know oh, yeah. there's a lot of speculation but about what the other things are, but the main one is we know that Beetlejuice is coming back from Horror Nights Light. That's that's here to stay this time. Which personally I, I know some other podcasts have talked about this exact point, but I think it's really smart to announce Beetlejuice first. Because after Horror Nights Light and those two days where it was open, it was so in the air whether or not it was coming back. I think it was really smart to just, okay, yeah, here it's back, you know, so they can just kind of push it through and just get to all the other stuff, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of people like, missed out on the opportunity yeah. to do so. And if they, a like, lot of people yeah. liked it too. Yeah. Yeah, it was very well received. I feel like if they didn't announce it first, everyone would just be like, okay, that's cool, but where's Beetlejuice all the way up until they announced it? I think it's yeah. smart yeah. to it first. And the announcement video was very fucking funny. It was really on brand. And oh my! It was it was so nostalgic to watch because it looked like the old Horror Nights uh, commercials. Yeah, that's the whole gimmick they're going for. I guess is here they're going for that old like nineteen nineties two thousand kind of Horror Nights nostalgia yeah. for the anniversary. Which I don't think they did that for no, they definitely didn't do that for the twenty for the twentieth anniversary or even the twenty fifth. So like while they will dwell back sometimes, I think this is the first time they've just okay, straight up we're just gonna use the old fonts, the old everything, just back to nostalgia. Which is really nice. Hell yeah. And I feel from, like it's very smart of them just so that way all the people that like are do miss haunts and like do miss how it used to be, um, it just piques their interest back together again and it gets the people going the news faster and faster and faster. And that's how wildfire spreads and therefore rekindles the whole community. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Smart way to just get everything going right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I think it'll be great. Well, obviously, it will be great. It's the 30th anniversary. It'll be good. And Beetlejuice is always great. I think, the only, I think the only genuinely bad year Florida's had was probably 2012. And even then, it wasn't that bad. But that was just kind of uh, an awkward year. I mean, I don't remember uh, what yeah. they did in 2012. Yeah. So, but I've been keeping up with it. and Yeah, 2012 was probably the first. That was when they stopped doing icons for a while and everyone was kind of confused about that. That's kind of when that era started until 25. And that's when they started bringing in, like, the video game mazes. And I I could be wrong, but I want to say that's when The Walking Dead started. I could be wrong. I I believe so. It was either that year or it was 23 that The Walking Dead started. Or we just could be all very wrong and it started in 2014, but I could have sworn it started in 2012, but I'd have to have someone correct me on that. If it's wrong, I genuinely don't know. Universal should just take out The Walking Dead all together. Please! Oh my god! It's getting annoying. Let the dead die. Just let the dead die. Um, a, a friend of me and Ruby's went to, to Touch of Universal, and where The Walking Dead was, they just yeah. got rid of everything of that theme. Oh, thank God. But here's here's my pitch. You know how that area, because Secret Life of Pets, they want it more like a, you know, like a New York neighborhood kind of look. 
you know like yeah kind of i think yeah. if they do want to keep a maze perfect spot right there is ghostbusters build a permanent yeah. Yeah. ghostbusters they fixed, oh, yeah. they fixed and, the new york area perfectly and it's something that can bring in everyone mm-hmm. it brings in the horror nights fans for the scares it brings in younger audiences because it's ghostbusters it's yeah. it's a win for yeah. everyone and it was already well received the horror and it's it was very well received i think yeah. it'd be perfect for that spot in so many regards exactly yeah. And honestly, like something like Shanker Things or like Beetlejuice would be really cool too. But I think aesthetic wise, for Rat Spot right there, it doesn't get better than Ghostbusters. It's literally the perfect spot for right there. Absolutely, and it's one of the genres of movies that we hardly get to see at the park period during the day. Exactly, uh, a different approach. Which I feel like if they want to just keep a permanent maze, I don't think it would go good there. But somewhere else in the park would have Universal Monsters as a permanent maze. Would be really mm-hmm. good to bring back that old oh, house yeah. of horrors kind of look from back in the day, but then also right. something new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't its very last appearance at Horror Nights? Wasn't it like a face-off maze? Face-off maze? It, I believe so. Um, they just made a haunted it, house out of all the face-off winners or something like that. Yeah, I think that was the last year of... Yeah, I think you're right. I... Yeah don't remember exactly yeah i think that i don't know if that was the last but i know for a fact towards the end of its run it was a face-off maze for halloween horror nights and i will say they did do some of the designers dirty they really did they really did wait what'd they do uh some of the makeup just wasn't as well executed that executed as it could have been oh yeah yeah, but I think they st- I think they could have done a little better, but they still did fine. And in return, I think a couple of people from that show do work for Halloween Horror and it's permanently now, if I remember correctly. Huh. I mean, That's as long good. as they give them the credit they need. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they do, yeah. And deserve. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. Um, at the horror makeup show in Orlando, uh, every year once they finish a run, something I've kind of noticed is they'll take some or like a one of the best masks from that year and they'll add it to like, they have a wall of the different masks throughout the years. And I've always seen them update it with some new masks every year. I don't know how long they're going to keep that going, but it's a nice little thing to keep that credit going. So they don't just scrap them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I know we're going to get a lot of old costuming back this year for horror nights for the 30 years, 30 fears. So I'm kind of excited for that. Hell yeah. Kind of get revamped mm-hmm. some of those old classics. The main one that's kind of being eyed down for a scare zone and a house this year is we're getting a lot of Cary, Ohio stuff this year. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that's, so that's I, I would say that's cool. <laughs> but yeah. So, so yeah it's in, it is incorporated into everything, so. Yeah. It plays, it's the main town, like main focus of a little bit of everything. Yeah, to just bring in more of the lore and bring it all yeah. together. Mainly with the caretaker, oh, yeah. Cindy, more than anything. But yeah, it has a little bit for everyone, every mm-hmm. icon. So uh, yeah, um, I guess after that, something else, kind of good, kind of bad, kind of it's just weird in the air news. I know they they're canceling WonderCon for this year and a couple of other conventions, but I mean, Summer Scream was talking about that they're still gonna try to run it. 
So do you guys think that we'll actually get it this year? Especially with the no. whole especially with it the might. whole fourth of July being the big old day of going back to some form of normalcy kind of thing? No. Okay. In my opinion, if they're smart enough like the other conventions are, they won't run it. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. kinda what I thought. But I'm not sure what they're gonna if they're gonna try to do that or if they're gonna try to bank on Oh well, Biden saying that well Fourth of July things should be somewhat fine. What if we try to run it? Again. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, they, well, they like, could yeah. also try. They try to as this is a private property. They could try to enforce the vaccine. Maybe I don't know if they legally could, but I think they could try, and that would be how they could get it going. I mean, that's what Disney first wanted to do. Is um, they wanted to enforce people to show their vaccine cards or prove that they've gotten the vaccine. Yeah. There's actually a couple uh, places I wanted to try that, but no one knows if they're still going to or what that's going to be. But I guess we'll find out next month when the parks start opening. Yeah. Yeah. Find out what the approach is there. Yeah. But yeah. A lot of conventions are canceling this year, which is pretty smart. You yeah. Know, yeah. Just, just play uh, safe maybe. until next year. So next year you can yeah. come back strong. I I honestly yeah. do hope they actually do try to enforce, like showing that you've gotten vaccinated or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that is a smart that is a smart move on them, and it just yeah. shows that they care. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It sucks that some people are just you know batshit crazy. Yeah, it's like. It's like- like how did they still not get it after a whole year like we just passed uh the anniversary of lockdown Uh, yesterday happy anniversary anniversary. i still remember that day in school it's just it like from the morning it felt like an off day and like Mm -hmm. i was hearing rumors like they might cancel school they might cancel school it's like huh I got a tattoo that day, and everything right. was like completely fine and normal because it was the 13th. So I was like, okay, might as well go get like low dollar tattoo, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we got the news: it's lockdown time, and I was mm-hmm. like, "What the fuck is happening?" What if they've just been messing with their clocks, and it's like still 2020, and it genuinely has only been two God. weeks, but we've just felt oh, so previously long. <laughs> No, it's, all, it's just all a simulation. Yeah, it's all. That, that's what proves that we're living in hell. I remember um, that day. Just it felt like such a normal day. We were working in the theater. We were, I think, a few days away from opening night for a production we'd been working on, and we got the email at the beginning of rehearsal that we had to pack up and leave within the next three days. Um, wow. And it was a shock to everyone. There, were, I remember everybody just starting to panic and call their parents. There was a lot of people crying. And evidently, at the end of the night, we ended up having an impromptu opening night and closing night. And it was very oh, bittersweet. Yeah. I know someone who suffered, or a uh, show that suffered really bad with all the was Beetlejuice the musical. They couldn't even do their final run. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, they announced that, but they announced that the show's coming back to the theater, so at least that. 
So once Broadway right. opens up again, that show's gonna get a little bit of an extended run. Mm-hmm. In the words of Alex Brightman, fuck the music man. We yeah. did not need that. I love how quick they shifted the line from fuck Brigadoon to fuck the music man. <laughs> like it didn't even take it apparently it didn't even take like a day of the news that it was getting replaced. But they just wrote mm-hmm. it in the show right away. It's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, which that's a really good musical. I love, which is kind of a rare case with musicals, how versatile the first song is and how much you can change it around. It yeah. is one of the most versatile tracks in Broadway because it can be changed around. It's such a rhythm that can be changed around so much for different occasions. that, it, And it works. It's always mm-hmm. solid. It's had, mm-hmm. obviously, the main Broadway variation. It had the sh- it had the kind of test run variation when the show was still early. They did a special one for the Tonys, for the... Was it Good Morning America that did a performance of it? Was it? Good, yes, it was yeah, Good, Morning, Good America. Morning America. I remember that, yeah. They've changed it around so many times. I don't know if... I'm sure there's other cases of it, but I haven't seen a Broadway song changed around that much. And it's yeah. pretty interesting. Mm. I commend those actors for memorizing every single different version. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Alex Brightman's an absolute legend. Like, that, that goes without saying. And it's funny, that right oh, before, yeah. it's funny that right before then, he was in School of Rock, the musical, so he's never been able to leave that theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but, yeah, that's kind of, that's but, yeah. Beatles just brings everyone together is the moral of the story. He really yeah. does, though. <laughs> <laughs> But although I'm starting to feel old, because there's people that don't even know what it is nowadays, and I don't know how to process it. I know. They're just not educated. Yeah. Like, if you go into I the like... comments of some of the Hornets and other stuff, people ask, like, what's Beetlejuice? Like, Aww. what's that? Where, Uncultured. Where, yeah, where's Haunting a Hill House? Stuff like that. Like, no. <laughs> Excuse me. And every We're time here to I get see, scared, not to cry. Every time I see when I grow a single gray hair. <laughs> I remember. I've always loved. That. I grew up watching the cartoon, and it's just—it's always been. It's always been that property's always been around. But yeah, oh, we went on a long tangent there. So yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, that's Worth okay. It it's all—it's all in good fun. Yeah. So yeah, WonderCon's not happening, but Summer Scream's gonna try to, but I don't know. Okay. So the so next subject. I want to do something kind of different, but kind of similar to what we've normally done. So we're diving into Midnight Marathon, our little movie branch, but I'm going to do it a little differently because I want to play a game with you guys that um, was recently done on the Dead Meat podcast, which is I'm going to throw some movies at you guys and I want you guys to debate whether or not they're considered horror. Ones that are kind of gateline, you know, kind of debate of does this count? Is this form of horror? This form of horror, is it just just straight up casual movie? So I want to start with a pretty mixed one, but a kind of an easy one is is Tucker and Dale versus Evil a horror movie? Uh, I've never watched it, but from what I've seen, like trailers and like snippets, and it's more of like comedy mm-hmm. and I- slash horror, I guess. So if you had to settle on whether or not like a solid yes or no, what would you say? No. Okay, we got one. I, more. I have never uh, seen the whole film, but 
and my memory is really shoddy about it, but I think it's more, yeah, it's horror comedy, but and parodies Evil Dead, um, yeah. at least the concept yeah. of Evil Dead. So I think it's more of a comedy satire than it is a horror movie. That's fair. I know you've seen the full movie, but yeah. what do you think? I think, first of all, I think it's one of the funniest movies I've fucking seen. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd have to say it is more of a comedy movie. Yeah, so there's there's our final verdict. It is more of a comedy than a horror. That's more aspects mm-hmm. that I could appreciate. That's some really good body gore, like, you know, physical effects and stuff. But yeah, it's more mm-hmm. of a comedy, like a scary movie kind of situation. Anything, uh-huh. but yeah okay here's one that'll here's one that's been, i don't want to get this one out of the way because this one has been tearing people apart is jurassic park a horror film yes or no no I'm, okay no jurassic it, park is a thriller yes it is a thriller it is by no means horror it is scary at times and brings tension but it, there's no way in hell that it's a horror movie yeah this one has been it's been such a debate. Like people have been at each other's throats at this one, and another one that I'm going to bring up in a little bit. So yeah, that's... also hmm. really quick, fucking rest in peace to the to the fucking uh, childhoods of the kids in the car scene when the fucking <laughs> oh dinosaur God, comes yeah. down. Because yeah. oh wasn't that God. like their, wasn't that the actor's genuine reaction? Yes. Yeah. Goodness. It was like, yeah, rest in peace with their innocence. Like yeah, it was like a Shelley Duvall in The Shining kind of situation. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a rough story to talk about. As much as I love The Shining, they traumatized that lady so bad. All of her screamings and reactions—that was all genuine terror. Good God! Oh my God! But in return, you got to admit it's made for probably the absolute best horror movie performance of all time. Yeah, oh, yeah. traumatize her in the end, and that's kind of sad. Yeah, I know she's seek therapy. She's actually doing really good now, and she loves talking about good. working on the movie. So good for her, but yeah. Like- it, it adds a whole aspect to the movie when you know that that's her genuine terror, the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, it really changes the way you look at it. Uh, quick tangent, because I feel like that'd be a really great full episode discussion of talking about how genuine fear plays into horror in certain horror movies that were filmed yeah. and like of oh, course yeah. like, different things that have like happened and mishappened behind the scenes i feel like yeah, there's a really good there while there's a lot of her story is really just the tip of the iceberg there's so many stories mm-hmm. in that case and with the Jurassic, the kids from jurassic park being another one mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah which that's a really good performance even though it's not necessarily horror it's more of a thriller I think one that dives more into the horror aspect of things is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It tries to go a little bit more in the horror direction than, you know, the, like, light thriller kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah, which I know it's not the best one of all of them. It's definitely not the best of all of them, but it still di- tries to dive more into that kind of aspect of the spectrum of what is horror than the other Jurassic Park movies. Besides Lost World. Lost World's a horror film. I don't care what anyone says. No, Lost World is... Jurassic Park is, yeah, I can excuse that as a light thriller, but Jurassic Park The Lost World is definitely a horror film. I see, I'm sorry, but I see all the Jurassic Park 
movies as thrillers. That's fair. Anything with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I think I think with the spectrum of Lost World, it would it's like the bare minimum, just barely a horror film. Any less, it would have just be a it would just be a thriller. But I think it pushes the envelope just a slight little bit to where it just barely slides as a horror film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. yeah here's another one that's kind of controversial and don't think of this one as in like oh jump scare or gore horror kind of thing but this one has become an argument because uh, people have debated it as more of like a social horror like jordan peele movies kind of situation that's been kind of dividing mm-hmm. people do you guys think joker is joker is a social horror film uh you know what can yeah, i say yeah. something really quick that's mm-hmm. gonna piss a lot of people off he didn't like Joker. I didn't like Joker, but I love the fucking Murray scene. Oh, dude, everyone loves the Murray scene. That's iconic, even if you don't like yeah. the rest of the movie. Oh, yeah, that's, like, it's fucking, it's an amazing scene in cinema. Yeah, but there's kind of a debate of whether it's just a casual, like, you know, DC film, or if it's, like, a social horror, Jordan Peele, or, like, Midsommar kind of situation. It, it is can, definitely a social horror. Yeah, I can say it is. Yeah. I yeah. I will argue, at least in my opinion, the way I saw it was more of a psychological thriller than a horror. Yeah. Huh. You know, something like... that's. I kind of agree with him. Something a bit more the lines of, like, Split or Glass, stuff like that. Yeah, because we go into the development of how, like, the world shaped his paradigm on everybody else. And it just is this slow descent into madness. Yeah. Well, with 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 blah, blah, blah. yeah, words with what Chris said, kind of also ties in with the social horror part of mm. it because it's showing how society affects us in that type of way. Yeah. Joker is yeah. representing us. Yeah. So, so then, I do I do agree yeah. it's a psychological horror, but also double social yeah. horror. Yeah, I so, feel like it, yeah. it's so it's both so, sides of the same yeah. point. It's both. It's both uh, social and psychological. Yeah. So it's kind of a it's kind of like a psychological horror film to dive into the concept of the working man, pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So that's I can say that's what makes it probably more like a psychological or like social horror because it dives into something that we relate to so much. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing supernatural about it. It's all just no. the natural human, which brings in more of the element of natural fear. Yes. And I guess this wasn't really a related question, but I'm just kind of curious. What's all your guys' favorite interpretations of Joker from any media, from cartoons, from movies, from games, just anything? Who's your guys' favorite Joker? Uh, Anything but Jared Leto. Anything (laughs) but Jared Leto. Anything but Jared Leto. I hated that interpretation, Joker. Oh, God. Be careful. All the the dude bros are going to go after us saying the Zack Snyder cut's going to be good. (laughs) okay technically this isn't joker joker but i really like um the series the last the oh my god what is it called the bad to laugh oh Oh, yeah yeah. god wait yeah like because i believe in that series is when like joker dies I, I don't remember. Think, I think it's that I think one. So? Yeah, but the 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 bat who laughs is a really great spin off of the Joker. 
Yeah. Or like what he is. I it's just I really cool. I wholeheartedly agree with you. That whole series was in not only intense but also just insane. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah, character-wise, there's a lot of different, like, really good interpretations of Joker. I know the whole Samurai Batman thing was really cool, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, my bad. It's it's one part Bat, one part Joker, so he's, like, yeah. half Batman, yeah, half Joker. The, yeah, the Bat who laughs. It's he was so bitten good. by a radioactive Joker. Um, yeah. No, I'm going <laughs> to fight <Joker>. you. <laughs> you know I'm joking. <laughs> Then he became Joker, man. He Joker, man. man. And, uh, <laughs> and now, see, my favorite Joker comes from a game called Persona 5. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. No! Yes. Okay, yes to Persona oh 5, but wrong Joker. <laughs> I know. Okay. No, if what? I had to pick a genuine favorite, mine has always been Mark Hamill's Joker from the animated series. I know. Yeah. Did it, he do the games, of, too? Yeah, he did some of the Arkham games. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of good interpretations of Joker, but to me, Mark Hamill is the Joker. He absolutely oh. perfected the role to a T. Yeah. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree. And I love the absolute. Yeah. I love the, I love the little yeah. detail that he's too scared. To, the only person he's too scared to go against is the IRS. <laughs> but at the end of the day, he still pays his taxes. That was a funny joke. That and they explore his character a lot really well, and that's kind of I'm sure I'm wrong here, but to me personally, that's where I gathered the kind of psychosis that the reason he hasn't killed Batman is because he can't really live without him. And that show was one of the oh, most yeah. media examples of kind of diving into that. Like he'll fuck with him, he'll bruise, yeah. he'll bruise Batman really bad, but he never kills him because he can't live without him. Yeah, yeah. Because it keeps his life mm-hmm. afloat. That's why they did the episode where there's the guy that accidentally kills Batman, and then he just goes crazy in a whole other regard. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the good one of that. And then obviously, like the Harley Quinn is really good in that show, but I think my favorite version of Harley Quinn is the one from the MA rated series they have on HBO Max right now. I think is my person, uh, Kaylee Kuoko. I don't know how to say her last name. I think she does. Yeah, my Kaylee favorite Kuoko. Har- yeah. I think she does my favorite Harley Quinn so far. I actually saw the first episode. I think of that series or a different series aired at WonderCon. Yes, mm-hmm. they aired episode one and I think episode two at WonderCon of that show. Yeah, I. It was um during the. It was right before the cosplay contest was going to happen. Yeah. They're like, we have a special thing for you. We're going to yeah. air this. And it was really, really good. Oh, no, it's hilarious. And it got picked up for season three recently. So it's going to be third yeah. season. Nice. And yeah, originally it started nice. off as a show for DC's exclusive streaming service. But then I guess yeah. they gets the jump bow to HBO Max when that came out. Oh, I'll just need more Harley. We love Harley. Yeah, ever, that, mm-hmm. I think I think Birds of Prey was a fine movie, but the Harley Quinn show tells that general idea so much better of Harley Quinn living mm-hmm. without the Joker and becoming her own person. I think the show yeah. does it a lot better than Birds of Prey did, personally. I oh, mean, yeah. Birds of Prey and the new Justice League, or not Justice League, Suicide Squad. Yeah. I I have mixed emotions on it just because I've read all the comic books and I've kind of had this idea in my head and I don't know if it's just me or or just other comic book readers who see Harley 
not really represented the right way. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't think we've ever seen a perfectly right Harley, but the Harley Quinn TV show is probably the closest we have right now. Mm-hmm. Of a comedy Harley Quinn. I agree. And I mean actual Harley Quinn, not like the dude bros like, oh, she always has to be Joker sidekick and servant. Like, no, Harley Quinn no. as a character. Yeah, she's more than just a, she's more than just a character and a name. She is I like her well. better with poison yeah. ivy anyway. I do too. Yeah. They actually also, do that in the show at the end of season two, spoiler, she does get with poison ivy. Like they're actually doing I that story. Either. As it should be. As it, it should was, be. Like, the most satisfying shit ever. Also, yeah. I will say we need a new interpretation of a live action Poison Ivy. Yes, yeah, we, we do. Really do. Oh, yeah. She's such a fucking great character. That's a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. But, they, but it's funny how they kind of dive into in the Harley Quinn show is they question if she's really evil because she really just cares about the environment. Yeah. She's evil. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Like. <laughs> Like, yeah, she's evil, she does evil shit, but, like, is she? Because all the evil stuff she does is for the sake of bettering the environment, so it's like... Like, yeah. at a certain yeah. point, like, I think we've all been to that point where it's like, fuck people, I love plants, like, come on. Yeah. Like, I'm still in that phase right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's, she's obviously going to be evil to the average consumer, like, you know, the average yeah. businessman, but, like, you diving into, like, her psyche, like, is she really evil? Is the whole thing. Because yeah. mm-hmm. she does, like, stuff that we would interpret as evil. Like, oh, she blows up, like, elect- like electricity fields and stuff like that. And she, like, tries to do biochemical warfare on these places that are ruining the environment. But it's, yeah. like, when you know that the key point is that it's for the good of the environment, you kind of start to question a little bit what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. just don't like her because she has green skin. This became the DC <laughs> podcast so quick. We're gonna get all the all the all the dude bros after us. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think gatekeeping, DC and Marvel gatekeeping that kind of stuff is so fucking stupid. Right? Any gatekeeping is fucking stupid. Even yeah. in the horror community, it's yeah, stupid. Yeah, well, it's yes. really in the like, horror community. Yeah. I've noticed because I've have have had it happen to me, and I'm like. <laughs> I don't oh, need that. to know a lot of horror to be a part of this community. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's happened to me too. A thing that I get flamed for a lot is my personal oh. favorite not scary farm maze of all time is Dark Ride. And I get kind of bashed for that like, super like, oh, you've been going for a while. Why isn't it Forevermore? Why is it Uncle Bobo? That's like because I like the silly fucking carnival ride haunted house. Like, super. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just. No, fun. I'm with Come you on, on that one. I'm like, I my favorite maze is Dark Ride as well. And it, yeah. people are like, oh, why don't you like this? Why don't you like that? And it's like, like because I enjoy clowns. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't need to know all the facts. Just find what you enjoy. Yeah. And. That's more than enough. Yeah. yeah, like I would get like, oh, like Paranormal Incorporated is right there. They just came out with Origins, the best haunted house of all time. And like, but, it ain't the best but, haunted but, house but, of but all time. Yeah, no, I'm like, but, but Silly Clowns, Danny Elfman music. Like, what do you want? Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Like, it's just the perfect recipe. Like, come on. And, like, I'm a sucker for that kind of, like, abandoned carnival, like, dark ride scenery. And it really dives hey. into a lot of, like, old dark ride history with Knott's Berry Farm. I think it's fucking great. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. like, I don't think people like, hate it, but people always try to tell me that there's better ones. And, yes, I'm aware there's better ones, but my favorite's still going to be this silly fucking clown haunted house. Yeah. Exactly. 
I still get scared going through it to this day. Are you kidding yeah, me? I still get scared by the wrong. chair. The chair. I, oh my god, I've had I've seen people accidentally sit on that chair before. <laughs> when what? And they're like, oh my god, there's a person. <laughs> Yeah, no. Oh, Bimmy's still never done a haunted house before, so you, I don't know if you know. Yeah. Scandalo. Yeah. We should count down. There's our biggest, our biggest controversies. We have a, we have a co-host never done a haunted house. Yeah. We have and to you film guys, Everyone who watches this podcast already knows that fucking Justin's gonna film the whole thing. Yeah, my first yeah, haunted house. We are, yes. We are. We are. Don't worry. We are. Make it a celebration. Yeah. Yeah. It's Bimmy's first time. It's Bimmy's first time. You were. Make it a good one, though. So now it's just. You guys. Which one? Man. Fucking. After my first haunted house, you know how, like, when you say a lot of bad words, people say you have the mouth of a sailor? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, after my first haunted house, my tongue is gonna have a little fucking sailor's hat on it. <laughs> that that was that was me going through Yeti Terror, the Yukon and Horror Nights 2019. I think anyone besides the random guests I've I... through have ever heard me swear more in a single okay, moment that in shit my entire life. You know what? The fuck out of me, dude. That maze. That was the first maze that made me consider. Like, huh, maybe I should give this whole, you know, horror stuff a chance. Because <laughs> before that, I didn't like horror at all. Really? Yeah, because I was still really little. But I saw the commercial for that, and I'm like, that actually looks kind of cool. Well, they didn't, they didn't do, I don't think they did a commercial for it, but a lot of people were talking about yeah. when that maze came out. Like, yeah, no, this one's fucked. Uh, yeah, the the main commercial for 2019 was like it was like this house party that gets taken over by like Slimer and like the Demodogs and all kinds of stuff like that. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, that was 2019. Oh, then I must be thinking of something else. There's a, well, there's a no, I don't blame you. There's a lot of winter themed haunted houses throughout the years. Yeah, like there's too many at every haunt to keep track. Mainly at Knott's Berry Farm. Knott's Berry Farm fucking loves their their winter haunted houses. But we do not talk oh, yeah. about dead. Of not winter. talk of dead winter. <laughs> dead of winter was a time. Yeah. May I ask what it was? Um, it was a time. Um, no. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. All, all okay, I'm gonna okay, say okay. is that you're gonna okay. be really cold and not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every room looks exactly the same. And yeah. There's just one. Wait. Room. What was the what was the idea supposed to be for it? Ice queen cold. takes over the whole fucking. Oh, I town forgot about the ice queen because she was never there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The story was just never there. there. She was almost never there. Yeah. I'm gonna, this is all I'm gonna say to you, Remy. Don't look uh-huh. at the floor. Yeah. <laughs> the ice. That, that was so bad. Oh, the ice spiders, so though. Bad. Oh. My God. <laughs> I'm looking up. I'm looking up a video on this after. <laughs> oh man. No. It's. It was amazing. She's gonna leave the show after he watches it. God, it's <laughs> oh man, bullshit. Uh-huh. And just leave. That's winter maze is a whole discussion for another time because that yeah. is just so much to yeah. talk about. Here's my hot, here's my hot take with winter mazes. As much as I love the movie, the Krampus maze was better than the actual movie. I said it. That's my that's my take. 
I love the really? Krampus movie, but I, I love the Krampus movie, but I thought the haunted house did the story a lot better. See, I huh. never went to that maze, but Krampus is beautiful. one of my favorite movies. Oh no, I love Krampus. And I hate it's not like like it's in like my top gingerbread. twenty. It's one of my favorites too, but yeah, I think the haunted house treated it a lot better in like an actual like, cinematic movie sense. But then the movie yeah. is just on its own; it's just fun as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it so much that I literally fucking got a costume for it. Oh. Yeah. I'm actually trying to cosplay one of the elves right now. Fuck yes. He got a Krampus getup. He got like the mask and the robes like, and everything. Oh yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. We should, we should go to fucking Midsummer Scream. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I actually can get it made. Fuck yes. Fuck yeah. yeah. I'll make gingerbread cookies. Oh my god, wait. Do the gingerbread man. Oh, <laughs> I, I wanted to do that with my friend uh, around Christmas. I'm like, we should totally make the gingerbread cookies from Krampus. Yeah. Wait, yeah. if there's ever like a good like winter reference from Krampus to do for Midsummer, I definitely dress up as uh the guy the mailman that they had outside the Krampus house at uh Hollywood. Oh yeah. That costume was awesome. Yeah, that was. Oh god, I know we already mm. talked about this before, but I'm fully expecting to see at least twenty different costumes uh, when Midsummer comes around again of uh, Nicolas Cage's character from Willy's Wonderland. Of, oh, definitely. Yep. Like, that's a given. It's a cool mm. costume. Like, it's like a fun staff shirt kind of costume. I like the fucking, like, the booty shorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But we're gonna see too much of his fucking costume in Midsummer. I'm gonna be tired mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> The men men finally found their Harley Quinn. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a twenty it's like a twenty dollar costume at most. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the shirt I'm sure people have already done it. It's such an easy costume. But I think I'll like it at first, but I'm gonna get tired of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about again? Joker, Batman? I don't know. Oh, we were talking about movies. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah. And if they were that was the last oh, one. No, I remember. I was gonna th- uh, we did Joker. Oh. So I guess onto the, we can go on to the next one, which is kind of an easy one. But lately, it's been kind of questionable. But I think for us, it's been an easy one. Do you guys think Ghostbusters is anywhere on the horror spectrum? Huh. The silent. Yes, the uh, Ghostbusters. I, Again, I think, I'd say it's comedy horror. It's. I think it's more like a family adventure, spooky, spooky Halloween movie. Kind of like Indiana Jones in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Although I watch those personally, I don't know why I watched them as a kid. They're pretty fucked up. Crystal Skull was fucked up. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that was also, that was also a shitty movie. So. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, yeah. like, like we were straight up watching movies about Nazis and like people eating monkey brains and getting their hearts ripped out as kids. You think that's where this yeah. all came from? Mm-hmm. We all watch Indiana Jones growing up. And you can't oh, forget the iconic beginning of the singing of Anything Goes. Just oh my god! That whole performance, beautiful and hilarious. If, if George Lucas made a horror movie, what do you guys think it'd be? 
I don't know. I think I don't know if he would do horror, but maybe something in the light of like Dark Crystal, how it's like their exploration into a darker theme than usual. Oh, I love Dark mm. Crystal. I love Dark Crystal so much. People actually want us- people have actually. I remember people actually talking about that they should do a Dark Crystal maze at Knott's Berry Farm. Not even at, not even at Universal. I would be down. I would. I could get down a Dark cool. Crystal maze. Cause you got the Henson boys already there with Puppet Up. Why not give him yeah. a little more yeah. credit? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I, uh, I know people are kind of debating it, but I think I could get I could get down with a with Dark Crystal maze. I can get behind it. It'd be a lot more fantasy based, but I think that'd be a good way for Universal to ri- to rival Universal with the recent trend of like lighter hearted horror. Kind of like mm-hmm. how they've been doing Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice. The best response for Nazis would be Outer Dark Crystal. This kind of like middle line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That or people have also talked about it either parks that they want to see a haunted house for Labyrinth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Give me yes. David Bowie. Yes. Yeah. Take the baby. Take the baby. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> but I'm down for that. I would be so down for a maze like that. I'm down for that. For a second, I wasn't sure which labyrinth you. Wait. Am I think I I keep okay. I always mix up. It is labyrinth and pan's labyrinth. Real quick. Uh, we're back. Sorry for the weird clipping in the recording. We kind of had a bit of technical difficulties, but it's fine. I'm backing up and running. But okay, back to it. What we were talking about is a lot of people were talking about. Uh, I think I forgot how long ago this was that another haunted house they'd want to see off a of Henson property, which could be actually pretty interesting. Is Labyrinth? Yeah, yeah. and I said, yes. "Give me David Bowie. Take my child." <laughs> And just give us dance magic dance as a haunted house room instead. Yeah. <laughs> David Bowie Stillwalker. That's yes. all I'm saying. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering how they would do it. Would they just have like the goblins and stuff be like our size and then they would just make David Bowie actors like really tall, or would they do like puppet work like if they were gonna do gremlins as a haunted house? Huh. I don't know. Honestly that's a good question because I feel like you would get more scares making david bowie bigger than you and having all the goblins as your size so you're yeah, the size of the goblin i love yeah. yeah yeah but then also it being a henson property i feel like they would go the puppet route just for the nostalgia yeah exactly just like we were talking about before we recorded if they did gremlins at um horror nights and it'd, it'd be cool to be a very puppet base and it, because how many puppets they would have to use it also could be a very COVID safe maze yeah because you oh, want to yeah. be in, you want to be face to face with a lot of actors. It mainly be a lot of puppets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with the puppets, mm-hmm. with mainly with what I've noticed with the terror dogs and Ghostbusters and Werewolf in London, those can get more in like in your face in person than actual actors. Yeah, because uh, oh, especially yeah. if they used to have the rigs. Like if we're thinking of the puppets, like for La Llorona as well, they had mm-hmm. an actor just man them from a distance because oh, yeah. the puppet was so long, so yeah. it makes it even safer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I really, I really love when they use really good elaborate puppetry in haunted houses. Mm-hmm. I know the big one recently was Clownzilla from the Killer Clowns Maze in Florida. Uh, 
beautiful. I love them so much. Was, uh, like a massive. I think it was like a balloon, like a mixture of like a balloon that they would just like puppeteer from the top of the maze, and it had like I want to. I don't remember how many, but I heard like four or five puppeteers, and it was actually really elaborate. Mm-hmm. That's like, really smart. Yeah, really and you would walk on the set was like it was that big area with like all the polka dot stuff and like the footprints on the floor and it was with the pillars and you would walk under him and through the podium thing where he first gets lowered down. Yeah. There's that whole room. Hmm. And what's weird is I know for Hollywood, for Clownzilla, they only use like the really detailed head puppets. But Florida had one too, but Florida almost never used it. Yeah. I think it was only used mm-hmm. on nights where they wouldn't have puppeteers for Clownzilla, the big one. So that would mm-hmm. just be a static figure, and then the scare you would get would be from the head puppet. Because I got the head puppet, well, I only ever got it once in the time I went to 2019. Mm-hmm. Oh. Man. And then obviously the newest one is we got Sandy for Beetlejuice. Oh, hell yeah, we do. Yeah. I'm really, about, I'm really curious how they're gonna do the sandworm in Hollywood. Same, because we are much smaller than Orlando. We are. So. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm excited. So, speaking of Beetlejuice, the next one is: Would Beetlejuice be at least a horror adjacent movie to you guys? So that's a little bit yeah. more darker than Ghostbusters. I would say so. Yeah. Yes, yeah. in the sense that some people are scared of death. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into the comedy aspect, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Still one of the most charismatic horror villains of all time. I love him Absolutely. so much. Like, there's a lot of good ones. I still think Candyman is a very great villain. Even though he's technically not really a villain, it's more of a revenge yeah. kind of thing. But yeah. Uh, but that's just because Tony Todd is the fucking king. Oh, absolutely. King of horror all around. Yeah, one million percent. I'm so fucking glad he's back for the new one they're doing. I can't see anyone else <laughs> oh, playing yeah. him. No, you, you can't you can't have anybody you can't else playing have him. Anyone man. Else playing him. You just can't. I will say if an icon is still alive, why not get the icon? Um I'm looking at you remake of of uh Nightmare on Elm Street. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah, you're I, right. I, I, you I, are I, right. And it's, wasn't there a whole thing where the original actor was interested in playing Freddy for the reboot too, but they just didn't get him? Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, like, really? it's right there. He's the only person that can play Freddy. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, exactly. He's the and only like, person yeah. that can play, blah, 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 play Freddy right yeah, yeah and he, like he's he's just right there why not use him also i just did not like how freddy looked in that movie at oh oh no it looks disgusting and it's kind of really hilarious to me that when they did freddy and dead by daylight they used that freddy instead of just actual freddy like, why why oh god so yeah. about that quentin face rework um <laughs> oh, no <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, we don't talk about that here. There are some things that are too <laughs> gruesome even for this podcast. It's too scary, I know. Sorry. But Quentin was always a scary fuck. God, Quentin's the killer. Yeah. Nia's the killer. Dude, just just get rid of the trickster and like bring back that same character model. No, but no, keep the trickster. Quentin, I don't know what you're talking about. No, keep say, the hang on, hang on, hang on. And then just put <laughs> Quentin's face over him. No. No. Same knives, same like outfit and everything was just quentin 
No, oh. gotta keep the trickster. <laughs> it's not like I have a bias for him or anything. Yeah. Which I guess real quick, I, can, I guess I can ask while we're kind of on the subject. If you guys could get any movie killer in Devil Daylight, who would you want? Oh. That isn't already in it. Mm-hmm. Can it also be a video game killer? Yeah, it could be video games, movies, anything in that regard. Alright. Oh. That's a killer. really good question. I kind of want to suggest why not pull from Creepypasta? That'd be interesting. An interesting market to go yeah. after. Yeah. Like. I mean, it's been a while since we've talked about Jeff the Killer. Yeah. You know what? He'd be a great Legion skin. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that would be really yeah. Skin. Just like a lot of people were saying they want a baby face from Happy Death Day, but I was like, no, just slap him as a Legion skin. Yeah. I, w- yeah. I, will say, I want Samara. That's a good choice, too. Mm-hmm. My personal mm-hmm. thing, because I'm a masochistic asshole, I want to have the thing or the ability to morph into other survivors to disguise themselves. That would be cool. Oh, Justin, I would fucking hate you for that. <laughs> just to just disguise yourself with the I know how much you would and, abuse that. And just cause so much suspicion with your fucking survivors. Wait, why don't we why not Pinhead? Oh yes, Pinhead please. Pinhead would be great too, yes. I would love oh. to see Pinhead. He, we, and okay. like a Pandora's box kind of map for it. Yeah. Pinhead uh, and Hellraiser nowadays is barely ever talked about. Yeah, and if they, oh, yeah. and you know how they do like the weird names like the Nightmare or the Shape stuff like that, just call them the Hellraiser or even the Pinhead. Mm-hmm. I think that would definitely be really cool. I think you'd play a lot, honestly, kind of like the Plague, like those kinds of more sophisticated killers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting Ooh. one. I'd also like to see you know, Z- as a cool contrast to the demo where we're going to see the Xenomorph. Oh, yeah. You know who'd be a cool uh, killer? Hmm. Fucking, this is just me being a total nerd, but I would kind of like to see Venom as a killer. Honestly, that would be really cool. That'd be pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. I would like to see Killer Clowns as a killer, please. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, please. That would be so and good. And have like Cap or Mooney as uh, one of the survivors. No, if you're gonna have survivors, yes. you, gotta have, you gotta have Mooney, but you also gotta have the Terenzi brothers. Oh my oh, god! Oh, absolutely. Yes, you yes, do. Oh, yes, you yeah. do. Them. And like just having the spaceship as a map, perfection, yes. dude. But the chase, I kind the of chase, want the chase see- music. It could be a Michael Myers situation where it's just the chase music from the movie. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. And then it can have like another specialty but power. Let like, you, but let me raise you the question: Which clown? Oh my god! I'm just gonna say Shorty because Shorty is my favorite. I would think Shorty. My personal pick. Shorty with his little punching bag. Jump, Jumbo with the mallet. Yeah. Yeah. Or it can. Wait, or, wait, wait. Which one? I think is it. Who is it? Slim with his uh the gun. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the gun would be a good oh, yeah. the gun would be a good secondary or or it could be a special hook like um like Pyramid Head has the yeah. uh, the cage of atonement. Oh yeah. Just having the Titanic special, yeah. What would the Mori mm-hmm. be though? 
If it was Shorty, I think it's pretty obvious what it would be. Oh my god, yes, I want that. Either I would I think either the Mori would be Shorty's boxing glove or the pies. The pies. Oh, that would be the Mori. They would get all the clowns together and the, they would do the whole pies thing. Yeah, like kind of get like a oh, situation yeah. where everybody's just beating down on one person and just get all the clowns together doing pies. I'd love to see it be Spike so you could just whack people with the fucking hand puppets. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I feel like in the map that would definitely be an Easter egg, and the map would be the fucking yeah. puppet show. Guys, I got an idea for a killer. Or, or another one, real quick. Another good Mori would be the shadow puppets with the T Rex. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of iconic kills in that movie that you could use. Mhm. Mhm. you saying, Vimmy? Sorry. Oh. I have an idea for a new killer. Hmm. This is fucking uh, Harold Brian from Minecraft. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel no, like no. that would unironically be scary. <laughs> oh, scary. yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine? Just staring and then you just see him and you're like, oh, <laughs> this is fucking, this is The, the Minecraft map in Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Everything, is, be funny. everything is just Minecraft cubes. Yeah, we, yeah, we all played Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Ooh, uh, mm. If they did it right, maybe the creeper from Jeepers Creepers. Um, I would say yes, but with the recent stuff of that movie, I don't think anyone ever wants to touch that property again with a ten foot pole. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Wait, if, what anything, happened? Might, if anything, Direct, it might be a... harboring a bunch of child porn and turning to be a huge oh. fucking pedophile. Anyone's like way too scared to touch that property. Oh, if if there's an obscure property we can probably pull, I would say drag me to hell. Yes, that'd be a good one. Or I'd like to see the predator, but now that I feel like because he's in Fortnite, he's gonna have way too much of a softer image of people. Yeah. Or like, what if we yeah. got Chucky in the in on this? That's something that I thought have... of, that when I when they released the twins, my immediate yeah. thought would be Tiffany and Chucky, or like I guess now Jennifer Tilly yes. and Chucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I agree. To have her kind of holding a doll, and then you can unleash him, and then he could lunge at people. It would just be, like, mm-hmm. a, like maybe a faster version of the twins, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or even just, like, Chucky alone, because we do have, like, the smaller camera angle now. But then how would but then how would he carry them is the thing. How yeah, because... Uh... How do you carry and hook people? Mm-hmm. That, that's, what yeah. I was, that's what I was thinking where... Um, well, you know what? Instead of Chucky, we can do Charles Lee Ray. You could do oh. as a killer, but then he can maybe turn the back. It would kind of break the canon a bit, but he could turn oh. between the two. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. I mean, yeah. who cares? You know, that'd be a good game mechanic. He just yeah. pulls out a Chucky doll, does the spell. Yeah, that would be yeah. like, that would be like the activation, like how you know how they have like activation meter for like the twins when you're putting out uh, Victor. How yeah, no longer, but then he's doing the spell real quick, and then he turns into Chucky, and then yeah. vice versa. Yeah. That'd be that'd be so fucking cool. It would be an interesting. Gimmick, I'd love though. to see that. What would be kind of interesting gimmick <laughs> is the way he gets his body back is you have to down someone as Chucky and then do the spell back, but then that also gives you oh, the opportunity yeah. to come in and get the other survivor. True. How they could balance out that yeah. gimmick, something like that. 
watch. The devs are gonna watch this podcast and be like, we figured it out. <laughs> we got it. They fucking got it. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be a good one. Obviously, the map would be the Toy Factory. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That'd be really, that'd be kind of pretty freaky. There's a labyrinth of all the different Chucky dolls around the wall. Dude, and it could be like a prop hunt situation. Because he could just hide. Yeah. Spooky. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, we got two more movies on this list. This one's the other one that I was talking about. The other, like, kind of one that had people at each other's throats. Is Jaws a horror movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100% yes. Because, like, just think about all the people afraid of the ocean after that movie. Yeah, no, I'm still afraid of sharks. <laughs> well, you okay. also got people who were afraid before. Mm-hmm. And now you have more people who are afraid after. But yeah. then also, like, if you think about it, is there any other way to define that movie? Because I personally can't see another way to define it. Thriller. Thriller, or it even has some yeah. harder comedy bits, too. It's kind of, if you actually, like, watching it, re- I watched it recently, and it sometimes it's a bit in the same light of Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice. It still has some lighthearted comedic beats in it. Yeah. yeah. What if it's just a nature documentary? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the main thing. No, no. Like, uh, the Meg was a fucking trip, if you guys ever saw that movie. Which one? Yeah. Uh, the, the Meg. The Meg. Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, it was okay. I, didn't, I didn't watch it. Sharks, okay. you know. Yeah. Well, it's not a shark, it's a Megalodon, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even worse. Shutters. Big, yeah. big shark with scary teeth. Big yes, teeth. Big teeth. <laughs> and... The last one we have on this list is is Gremlins a horror movie? Mm. Okay. Yeah, no. I have thoughts. Yes, yeah, no. <laughs> it's. I think it's more along the lines. I'd make it more of a debate. Is a horror in the light of a PG horror, like say Poltergeist? Yeah. A bit of a lighthearted, ho- bit of a more lighthearted horror choice. In that case, yeah. a little bit more, yeah. Because it does, mm-hmm. have, especially the second one, the franchise does genuinely have some scary beats. Like the whole kitchen attack thing oh, with yeah. the mom and stuff like that. I Okay, yeah. in my personal opinion, I believe the second one was scarier than the first. Yeah, oh, especially because yeah, no, of the spider gremlin. Yeah. Spider gremlin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which I'll also ask personally, because I know this is a debate between Candyman and this. Do you guys want to see Gremlins of Halloween Hornets? Yes. That'd be cool. Absolutely, yes. I would love to see it. Yeah, I think that I think that's kind of kind of in the same light of Beetlejuice, like a why haven't you guys done this yet kind of house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I guess that's an easier answer is because of like budget stuff and kind of it's hard to get all the puppets. It would be back in the day. But now we've seen recently how much puppetry work they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big one was Stranger Things was almost all puppets all the way through. I know. Most recently, mm-hmm. well, given they weren't very good puppets, they were really restricted, but they were still puppets. They tried. Stranger Things Museum. We love the museum. Yeah. Which, 
I genuinely hated the Stranger Things 2 and 3 house in Hollywood, but when it came to Orlando's, I still, like, kind of dislike it, but I fucking love the way they treated season 3, even though it was pretty short. Yeah. I feel like they should have made season 2 the short part of the maze, and then really harp more into season 3, because that season is so much more to work with compared to season 2. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the mind, like the mind flare was like no pun intended. Was fucking mind blowing. The whole Starcore Mall scene was incredible. And if you mm-hmm. guys didn't see that, they recreated the scene where they're throwing all the fireworks. The mind flare in the middle of the mall is how they pulled that off. Oh yeah, mm. I remember seeing it in um when I was watching the YouTube video for it. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't like how they did season two, but season three was genuinely really fucking good. I genuinely would I think ever the house would have been more well received if they jumped on the season three bandwagon a little more than season two. Yeah, because season two is all right, but it doesn't have a lot going for it. But it only has the demo dogs. Season three has all yeah. like the possessed people, and it has the early mind flayer in the hospital, and it has the bigger mind flayer, and it has like the Russian and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like season three was yeah. genuinely the horror season of the show by far. Yeah, because season two, if I recall, is mainly just finding eleven. Yes. Season oh three, yeah. Season two was trying to ground the show and get people a little more familiar with the characters, so they could do mm-hmm. the really crazy experimental shit with season three, where it was just a straight yeah. up horror mm-hmm. season. Oh yeah, just straight up. I want to see how they do with kills, season four. Skit. Yeah, same. I really hope they lean more into the horror route because we saw from season three just how scary this series can be, and it had some pretty rough shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I could. I like all the seasons of the show, obviously, but I could gush about season three for so long. It is such a perfect season of that show. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm really curious about season four. I know the main thing is there was the debate of if Hopper was alive, but they already kind of confirmed that he was, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, I cried when He's I... He's in the gulag. I actually didn't cry. I didn't cry because I pieced everything together. Cause like while the scene was going down, I was like, okay, I know it was supposed to be emotional, but why was his badge still there? And keep in mind that you see in episode one, there's a ladder right by him that goes down to that bottom area. He had enough time to take the ladder, or at least get onto the ladder. I yeah. was like, everything. Yeah. I was like, there's no way he's dead. And like, yeah, no, friend, I my friends, and my friends were telling me like, oh, like it's okay to be emotional. So I'm like, no, he's not fucking dead. You gotta look at everything. Yeah. You clearly saw how everyone else got evaporated, but his badge was somehow still intact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know now. What if... I knew he was alive, but I still cried. But I know now he's but now, what if, uh... now he's in the Call of Duty gulag, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll buy him out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm curious how that's gonna go, or if they're gonna make that like a main premise of the show of him getting back home, or it's just gonna be like a one or two episode kind of thing, like a thing to start the show. Maybe it's kind of. I think, like, think it take most of the season. I don't know if they will because people didn't like taking most of the season two trying to find eleven, and they kind of took that mental note when they did season three. Whenever they had overarching stories like that, they only lasted about an episode or two. True. Plus, 
like again you gotta you gotta think about like he's literally in a Russian gulag, so it's gonna be pretty hard for him to escape. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my favorite thing about season three, though, out of everything, is that they prove the theory that the Back to the Future soundtrack can elevate literally any situation. Yep. Really? Like literally. Anything. Is there a video on this? Uh, there's there's been a theory for a little bit because of the different orchestras and stuff, but I guess they because they uh. have the movie theater scene with them playing Back to the Future in the theater, they took that as an example of making it work by elevating any scene with the Back to the Future score. Hmm. Which, that was fun. Obviously, on the topic of clowns, they did have the Killer Clowns about space music in episode one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which huh. which is kind of funny because that was around the time when it was just barely getting a cult following. Like, obviously, it's always had one, but when that cult following became more mainstream. So for a while, I was like one of the only people out of people that I know that actually point out like, oh, hey, that's music from Killer Clowns. And kind of, yeah. Nice. I think what made Killer Clown so popular was a mixture of a little bit of that. I think Horror Nights played a huge part in it. Mm-hmm. Like, in it getting more mainstream. I think Horror Nights definitely played a big part with the Scare Zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always had a little bit of a cult thing, but it didn't really become a mainstream media thing until recently. Yeah. Or at least it wasn't, like, as yeah, it wasn't known as, as well before. Known. Yeah. Which I'm glad it gets that kind of attention now. Because it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's an amazing movie. It's like, it's easily the best like B-list horror film by far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, so it's like so good that it's like not even really necessarily B-list. It's like in the middle of B-list and, a- and A-list. It's mm-hmm. kind of middle ground because it has the cheesiness of a B list, but then it has the quality and fun of an A list. So it's kind of a confusing topic. Oh yeah. Like, but yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on anything of that? Any of what we any of the movie stuff? Gremlins is a wonderful movie to watch during Christmas time. Yes. Technically, it is a Christmas movie. It is, it is a Christmas movie. movie. It's the best Christmas movie. Yes. And if we get it as a house, it would join the leagues of all the different winter houses. The winter houses. <laughs> oh, the joy yeah. of the winter house. Yes. Which we will never speak of again. Anyways. <laughs> cool. Okay, so I also wanted to introduce a new segment in this episode, something I thought would be fun. I call it Hey Haunters, Have You Heard? So... Hey haunters, have you heard? You guys know about a little little thing called ARGs? Yeah. Then I will ask. This is a pretty recent one, or like recently discovered from Mister Matthew Pathew. Have you guys ever heard of Catastrophe Crow, aka Crow sixty four? No, actually. You know what? I just passed the video on it earlier. Yeah, so this is an interesting ARG, which has been about a year, two years in the making. I'll kind of explain how. So the basic story, I guess, is that what we've gathered so far, this story is still an ongoing mystery that people are actively, like, there's a whole Discord group for it and everything, and people trying to unravel everything about it, because it's mm-hmm. such a, it became such a big, mysterious thing. Uh, a little while ago, 
a YouTuber that likes to do these like little experimental kind of video things, a little bit like Jack Stauber, like different mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. different like video styles, stuff like that. He made a video of like a fake unboxing of a game he found from eBay. Like he, like he like really played it up. They called it like like why hasn't anyone heard of Catastrophe Crow, which is like this canceled N sixty four game project kind of thing, you know, like a Banjo Kazooie mm-hmm. Mario sixty four kind of collectathon type thing. Yeah, and he yeah. talks about he goes really in depth as if it were a real thing, like like a whole license by Nintendo N sixty four beta project game that got rejected and you know it was overshadowed and like they made fake magazine articles of like oh this is gonna be the game that beats Mario sixty four and all kinds of really elaborate stuff and he ends the yeah. video with starting mm-hmm. to play the game and he said and he pretty much notices uh, it plays a little bit like a creepypasta but much more he goes more into it and he discovers little tidbits of like throughout the game the little glitches and weird compressed things that they kind of stuffed in the game which are actually from the owner who during the creation of the game the owner got so swamped with work he missed an incident where his baby daughter fell down the stairs and suffered from severe brain injury and he couldn't be there for his daughter and he was kind of grieving and stuff because this game was going to be like made for her and a whole thing so then yeah. he essentially yeah, tries to yeah. use the game as a ploy to bring her conscious back in some form to make it up to her but then it obviously backfires and it becomes lost to the world until this guy discovers it and he finds little tidbits of like glitching through the wall he would find like compressed like a like a thing of um a thing of what we have what we have gathered right now there's a wall glitch where he would go through the wall and he would see a crow holding a computer and uh, like his hardware and stuff to create the game and he jumps off a boat that he's on into the water and you kind of follow him and and it corrupts and glitches out the game so the general consensus you think oh well he killed himself by diving into the harbor with his computer but then people started to gather recently that he might still be alive and this mm-hmm. is a genuine, like, mm-hmm. ongoing mystery thing that's going on right now. And recently, they released the sword, the creator, to kind of help push people forward and help discover the mystery themselves. They released the entire source code of the game, so the game is entirely playable for free right now. And you can also load the game into Unity and actually go and compress and look through all the files and stuff. And people are actively looking into it, and there's a whole thing with a bunch of random jumbled text in different parts that people made an entire language to decrypt it called crow speak that were able to, to like kind of analyze and work through these different codes and there's different codes of like letters to his kids and stuff like that and what led to the theory that he might still be alive yeah and it's a really interesting ARG that's still ongoing like you can still actively join the search like it's not a joke it's not a bit like it's a serious real thing going on right now and it's and it has some pretty scary shit hidden in the actual game too. Like that's not a joke. I can even send it to our group. You can genuinely play the game for yourself. I would honestly be too scared to play it. I oh I, my god. Yeah. So I, I hope like like when we figure it all out and you know the guy who made the game is finished with it. I hope he actually makes Catastrophe grow into a game. Well, the thing is that, like, it, for it's kind of short, but the game that you can play of it is pretty much like a real game. 
it's fully playable. Oh, it's really? free, and you don't even really need a good computer to play it. They made it with huh. with N sixty four Source Engine, so it could be played and analyzed and discovered by everyone. Oh, so like it only gets fucked up if like you do uh, the glitches or something. Pretty much. Well, sometimes it'll right. steer you in the direction to purposely do them, but yes. Ah, that's and cool. It has like little overarching tones that spill into the story. Like a consistent theme in the game was as a phone. You always, almost always, constantly hear a phone ringing somehow, and that's implied that that's like oh, the phone yeah. call that the phone call that he left unanswered when the hospital was trying to reach out to him about his daughter being hospitalized pretty much. Aww. And I, I know the, the MatPat video explains it a lot more, than, a lot better than I can, but that's the general gist of it. It's still an ongoing mystery even today as we're recording this and even later on when we release it, it's still a thing that's going on you can actively be a part of. Hmm. That's cool. Oh my god. Uh, now I, damn it, now I need to look into this. Yeah. yeah. There's someone organized, and another thing I was talking about how it's about a year or two in the making is this guy made a bunch of separate burner YouTube accounts and followed them through. Like, they're real YouTube accounts. Like, one is like, like best video game soundtracks, like N64 archives, all of these random alternate channels that randomly conveniently found different tidbits of the game scattered throughout the year, just completely at random. Uh, and they would randomly show up in people's algorithm, and that's how they kind of got discovered. Uh, and so they purposely made, and they, he's been planning this for years. My God! And people were able to use the crow language and to decrypt, um, uh, to decrypt the different things. And one of the videos on one of the channels is an end credit song. It's a fake song, obviously, but an end credit song to a. For a game made for the NES by the same company that made Catastrophe Crow, and the first couple of notes of the song are actually binary code that people actually deciphered, mm. and it was a whole nice. letter from him to his daughter, and it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Oh. And it's really, it's like really bittersweet, but it's also pretty fucking scary when you look into it. Yeah. Like, I, I mean. This man is grieving, so... Yeah. But now the ongoing mystery is that he might still be alive and in the process of trying to use this game as a means of getting his daughter back. He might have put himself in there instead. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's a, it's a genuine current thing. Like I'll link everything that you. I'll link like the playlist that someone made of compiling all the videos, like the archive lost footage videos found of this quote unquote game so far. And I even link the download to the game because it's, it's a thing that I actively want people to actually look into and be a part of because it's such an interesting concept. Yeah. And it's genuinely yeah. one of the most like investing but mysterious ARGs I've been a part of. Oh yeah. But yeah, you guys can look into it. Um, I know the only big coverage has gotten, as far as I know, is Matt Pat came out with a video of it like really recently, like the past couple of days. Mm. And people are actively discovering it from that. And still discovering more. Yeah, and there's and in the actual game, apparently there's still more that we haven't discovered yet. 
the game seems really? the game seems so short and simple if you just play it straight through, but there's so much more that we haven't really looked into that's still actively there. Yeah. So we've already uncovered so much of it, but we thought that we uncovered so much of it, but there's we're barely at the tip of the iceberg, pretty much. Oh, wow. And so there's all kinds of different potential like YouTube archive videos, like fake archive videos we haven't found of it. Could be whole different websites, all kinds of patch notes, anything. The most recent one is they released the source code so people could go into Unity, put the game into the Unity like game creator kind of like what like forum kind of thing to actually create yeah. games. And you can go and like dissect the game piece by piece. Oh wow. And even then we still haven't found everything. They haven't solved it yet. Jesus. Huh. So yeah, I thought for this segment that would be a really good first introduction to it. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, oh, man. Oh, I'm not sleeping tonight. I gotta <laughs> look this up. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's it's the hell of a fucking rabbit hole. Man, that's yeah. awesome. Yep. A man who is grieving, creating a game only to put out a little bit, and then all of a sudden, it blows up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, well, the thing that's even weirder about it is while I'm sure it is fake and people believe that, yeah, the whole story, it's a made up story for the ARG, no one really mm -hmm. knows for sure. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. from the way you're explaining it, I, I, I kept thinking in the back of my mind, it's like, where did this come from? Is it from something real? Yeah, that's the general consensus right now is, is this story real in the aspect of do we have the lore right? And is the lore false mm -hmm. or is it real? Because they're not confirming or denying that it's real or fake. Yeah. So no mm. one really knows. We've only tapped in the very tip of the iceberg about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the game is playable like you said right yes, yes. it is fully yes. playable and you can dissect it yourself you can even go into unity you can either go into unity and dissect the source code yourself or you can straight up just play the game then how would it not be real that's the thing yeah, yeah. like where yeah. could this have possibly yeah. come from yeah which we know that the company that they're telling the ARG through we know that's fake but the thing is that we don't know if it's based off a true story or not which obviously the general consensus is like, yes, we probably assume that it's just fiction. It's a elaborate story made up by the creator. But then again, how much do we really know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's like little tidbits that have been pointing to it. It could be real, but we don't know. We don't know what's real and what's not. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll link, I'll link the downloads to the game, and I'll send it to our Discord too. I'll, I'll get I'll get everything together. There's also oh, one more thing I forgot to touch on. There's also a 76 page Google Doc going over every piece of evidence we have so far. Are you oh fucking serious? 76 pages, and that's barely supposedly the tip of the iceberg. How Just the tip. How is that? Wait a minute, my bad. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, and not only just that, one of the pieces of evidence has a separate 26-page list just backing up one piece of evidence. Oh my god! So technically there's over 100 pages so far. I'm gonna wow. scream. How do people not hire PIs for this shit? <laughs> they should. Right? Yeah, they like, should. 
This is like a, this sounds like a real mystery. Oh yeah. Somebody really should. Yeah, it's a rare case of while yes is being played as an ARG, no one really knows like what's real, what's not. Is this really just all just a bit for the sake of being a game? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know uh-huh. anything of the actual YouTuber that started this ARG. We don't know anything about him besides like his videos before were like, you know, we're like an experimental animation Jack Stauber kind of things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's like playing up a fake persona of this game reviewer that just so happened to find it and they made a whole video like those clickbait, like, how do we forget about this game? Like, lost media kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And then the, mm-hmm. and the start off is just that, but then it opened up. Every it opened up so much more the more people looked into it to the point where a whole whole brand new cipher was invented just for this Jesus Ah. my oh my goodness Um, yeah (laughs) so that's what we know so far of Catastrophe Crow aka Crow 64 Wow. Damn. Damn. That was a surprise. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I told you guys. I know. And now you guys and everybody who listens get to, get to actively join the hunt pretty much. And, oh, man. Yeah, and the source code is the only, probably the only really big clue that they've given us is being able to make the game playable so people can look for themselves. Wow. Yeah. And the source code game itself is actually has some pretty scary stuff, honestly. I'm scared. Really? It doesn't really have jump scares, but it's the imagery that's fucky. So technically it is a horror game. Technically, yes, it is technically a horror game that spans far beyond the the horror actual horror game. It kind of reminds me of another similar ARG that mostly has been solved, but still kind of going, which was, uh, I think it's called No More Players or something like that. Hang on, I have mm-hmm. the actual game. Yeah. Yeah, No, no like Players, no players, no players online, online, right? Yeah, that ARG. Yeah. It's like that, but a lot more elaborate. Damn. Yeah, considering this ARG, considering it literally took us a year to actually find anything on it when it was already ongoing Mm. for anybody to find those other YouTube channels and archive videos. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. Crazy. Damn. (laughs) But yeah, catastrophe, crow. Oh man. Fuck yeah. Alright, so before we wrap things up, do we have any final thoughts on anything that we talked about today? Anything you guys want to go back on or kind of elaborate or share any stories or anything? Uh, I'm chilling. I'm 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 good. I'm just stunned. <laughs> I don't need to psych myself yeah. out more. You you guys you guys are itching to get off the call so you can go look into this, huh? No, I'm gonna go bless my house now. <laughs> okay. Throw out your trash. <laughs> I told you guys it would be a surprise. My God. And you're free to look up any of this right now before we go. I'm not joking about any of this. No, I've I've been looking it up Hold as up. we've been discussing. I was like watching the uh the playthrough on the side of my eye. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's called Catastrophe Crow, right? Or Crow. Yeah, or Crow is a shorter term. 
64. I'm scared. Crow 63. No, Crow 64. <laughs> wrong crow, wrong crow. You've gone too far. Crow. crow 34. No. No. 34? Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, wow. I'm trying to look at, like, Jeffrey Crow. It's the most looked up thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, it, it looks very blocky. Yeah, it's well, yeah, very it's a, it's a, it's uh, Mario 64. It's an N64 game. What I want to know is why the crow has a little, like, broken wing. It ties yeah! Into, it ties into the story. Oh, oh. gosh. Yeah, there are four different crows that you can discover throughout the game that are each a different member of the family. The big crow with the glasses that dives off the boat with the computer is the dad. The crow you play as, I think, I, yeah, the crow that you play as is the daughter that got that got that fell down the stairs. And there's uh -huh. another smaller crow that's the brother. And then the big crow without the glasses and the green eyes is the mother. So they're all members oh. of the real family. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, I would watch this, but I'm scared. <laughs> no, it is some pretty scary shit. I mean, because you said it has like creepy Im imagery, so I'm like, because well, I already see well, like one of the creepy images. And 64 game can go. So, like, like old PlayStation 1, like Resident Evil kind of creepy. Well, I already found one of the fucking imageries, and I'm already like, hey, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. He didn't see this. And I think that we haven't even uncovered the full, the full everything in the game yet. There's still stuff yeah. to find in the actual game itself. Like, I'm gonna send this in the chat right now. This is fucking... Because it's the only the beginning yeah. of the game, right? Yes. Ugh, are you kidding me? <laughs> No, thank you. I'd rather not see that. <laughs> yeah. Ew! What is that? What is that? What is Ooh. that? Yeah. We could talk That's more part about of it. it. The, we could talk more about it in the personal call, but for now, do you guys want to wrap up the episode? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so this has been episode three of the Monster Cast. This little fun little one actually turned out much longer than I thought it would, so I'm kind of surprised. But yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about it for, for today. So we hope hope you guys have a good one. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Bye.